0: You're listening to The Dirty Side, Formula One Podcast. I'm your co-host, Kion, and I'm joined today by the lovely Luke.
1: Hello, Keon. Just such a fantastic race. It's just, We have the championship alive for an extra week, and it was my boy Verstappen who played a big, big, big part in
0: it. <laughs> It, it, it is alive for another week we, we have another race in mexico in six or seven days yep and uh fortunately I mean all of us basically thought that uh it was gonna be all over this this race and fortunately that's not the case
1: no fortunately not and it was it was really good we we had our hopes dashed within the first lap essentially uh or the first couple of laps yeah. but um, which it, we'll get to later but
0: that was a shocking turnaround actually
1: it was yeah it was huge it just it tossed up everything that we needed and Hamilton and it just had everything and uh, I just I'm, I'm so happy that my boy Verstappen was at the center of it all.
0: That's true. That's true. He actually, well, he's been at the center of a lot of things lately.
1: He's the he's the center of attention for.
0: I mean, he essentially, the, our last our last uh, our last podcast was named Maxidental Mayhem." I yeah, mean, which I wasn't tussled. too happy about, <laughs> by the way. Uh, it was uh, it was very. Come on, it was very. It was very. It was an apt title because a lot of mayhem. I'm not saying I wasn't placing the blame, but mayhem was caused, and he was at the center of it.
1: Yeah, he was. He was. But um, I mean, he tussled
0: with two Ferraris. He's and, a tussler. <laughs> He's, he a, a, he's a Tesla. He, he is a Tesla, <laughs> and uh, he, he's, a, he's almost, uh, I would say, single-handedly, but that's not true because we have to hand it to Ferrari um, for kind of coming back, striking back this race. But between Ferrari, between Raikkonen, Verstappen, and Vettel, we managed to still have a race, uh, you know, a championship race in our hands. I mean, it's not really a championship race because we all know that like Hamilton's going to do it next race, and if he doesn't, it'll be the race but after that. But I don't
1: know about that. We all thought that it was the writing was on the wall, and look what it tossed up. I, I, I think uh, there's still a little bit of life, and and Hamilton, he'll he'll come. Like it won't affect him. If, if anything's shown, his mental game is is. Completely on point. So nothing will deter him. But what I gather from this is that Vettel probably has a bit of a confidence boost.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, He, yeah, he really. I'm not going to say he turned it around. Vettel still made mistakes. In fact, he made quite a critical one during the race. However, it wasn't luckily for him, and luckily for all the Tifosi out there and people who just enjoy watching good racing and uh, you know an exciting title fight, he kept the dream alive. I mean, he had some help. But, um, yeah, it was... He
1: made mistakes from he, like, he, practice.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that when we go over things chronologically. But uh, the the gist of it is that this was a fantastic race and didn't really expect it to be this good, especially after Suzuka. No. I thought it was just going to be kind of a formality, like a done deal um, after the first two practice sessions. In fact, we should, we should start talking... We'll do a quick um, summary of qualifying, but one of the... One of the big issues was in practice in the first two practice sessions, it was raining. I mean, it was torrentially raining, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like monsoon season in Texas. And uh, they were basically like, you know, aquaplaning, and the teams did very little running. Um, all of the teams really. I mean, some of the teams barely put any laps in and free, pack, free practice too, I think.
1: Yeah, and the ones that did put in laps only put in like a handful, not enough to gain a good. Yeah, any
0: knowledge um, of how the tires are yeah, going to
1: behave. Yeah, not enough data or te- uh, telemetry.
0: Yeah, so it was. No one really knew where the teams stood because it was. The conditions were so kind of um, extraordinary and were not. And the race was always forecast, I believe, to be dry. Uh, although qualifying was a bit touch-and-go, or or so they thought. So really, the teams didn't really know what what was going on, and and people were just doing strange things to gather some data, so you couldn't really tell by the times which team was ahead. Although it did look like Merck was ahead.
1: It did, yeah. In the first
0: two practice sessions.
1: Yeah, and um, it looked like, okay, Lewis is on track.
0: So that's what we thought, and then... Free practice three was the, really the only one you could um, sort of go by because it actually ended up being dry. And then suddenly, out of the blue, Ferrari was like really dominant.
1: Like the Red Angel. It was, uh, yeah, Scuderia. They came up and had pace, Keon. They had pace.
0: Yeah, like absolutely out of nowhere. I and mean, it was a surprise to everyone.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, and to be honest, actually. It Keon, was a
0: return to form.
1: Yeah, but to be honest, I thought that they're, they're like. The, the, the times that they were putting in. I thought that they were kind of just putting it in there all and maybe trying to like fluff a little bit and mm. maybe Mercedes were sandbagging a little bit. Well,
0: see, that's, it's interesting because we, normally Ferrari are the kings of sandbagging and that's what they typically do. They look like they're not doing so well and then in qualifying they just pull something out and they're, you know, really dominant. And I, f- I felt that this year sorry, uh, yeah, this year in Austin, that they may have been reverse sandbagging, meaning that they were actually pulled out all the stops in free practice three to make it look like, oh, you know, we're striking back. And then in qualifying, actually, I felt that they were really not carrying that performance forward and Mercedes were getting the better uh, of the circuit. And so I felt like it was the opposite of what Ferrari normally does. But then fortunately at the very end, it actually, the qualifying was maybe Q one and Q two weren't that interesting, but Q three was awesome.
1: Q three was great. I mean, it is a it is a track that Hamilton uh, has has won quite a few times. It's he 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 likes this track. It suits his driving style. Mm-hmm. Um, and all, all
0: the drivers actually seem to be really pro circuit of the Americas.
1: Yeah, we were discussing this earlier, weren't we? That it's one of the Herman Tilke. Uh, yeah, it's one of it's one of the that tracks that he appears
0: to have gotten right. Yeah. I mean, he's designed a lot of the modern tracks, and there are actually many of them have been criticized, a for b- 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 yeah.
1: like disgustingly shit. <laughs> yeah, uh, like yeah, b- basically, like, I mean, b- liquid. B-
0: <laughs> but
1: uh, I mean, it, it, one track that comes to mind is uh, the track in India. Mm-hmm. Um, and South Korea, that those two tracks, I I was just.
0: Well, I'm not really sure what what the design requirements are for the tracks when he actually you know works on them. Uh, I'm not really sure why you would make a track that isn't great, but it might just be. I mean, there might be sponsorship considerations. Maybe he's got to make a straight a certain length so they can get a certain density of signs in or for overhead helicopter shots there needs to be a good ad placement because I can't think of any reason you big, would design a bad track. A big briefcase full of
1: money to eat his fucking... So.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, they would pay him anyway, even if he made a good track. So that's what I don't... I don't know. Unless the sponsors are really trying to interfere with the, the type of track design. But for whatever reason, this track is actually good.
1: Yeah. And which is kind
0: of, of surprising because I, uh, man, I remember when the U.S. Grand Prix was in Indianapolis, that was just such a horrifying Frankenstein shit show of a track because they used part of the oval and then they make an infield section that was like literally like a bunch of kids that put pylons out.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Indianapolis wasn't. Great. It was like when
0: you go to like race your car, your your like Honda Civic that's not even souped up uh, around like a shopping mall parking lot, and people just put down pylons and they call it autocross. <laughs> that's that's how it used to feel.
1: Yeah, I, they've they've certainly got it got it right, and they've picked a, a, a absolutely fantastic city uh, to host a Grand Prix.
0: Um. Yeah, I've never been, I've never been to Austin, but uh, it's one of the most supposedly one of the fastest growing cities in the US and it's got a really good art scene. It's got a great music scene. It's not as Texasy as the rest of Texas have been to Dallas Yeah. And uh, I would much rather go to Austin. It's it's sort of like yeah. more of an artsy city. So
1: I've been to Dallas as well, and yeah, I find it's uh, a so
0: yeah. Little it's too, little
1: too Matthew, Matthew McConaughey.
0: <laughs> and he was in the he was in the uh, the audience today. I think they showed him a few times in the power.
1: He was actually in the garage, and uh, yeah, I don't know which like team
0: was he was guests of like Mercedes maybe.
1: He was guests of Mercedes, but <laughs> Hamilton went up and gave him a hug. So uh, I thought that was pretty Old funny. Boys. Yeah.
0: So right so. Ferrari did quite well in FB3, and then things weren't so straightforward in, uh, in Q3 in qualifying. But at the very end, they were actually, it was down to the wire. I mean, it was it really, was. apart from Max, um, what was it? He, he took a curb too hard and broke the rear his I do or something yeah, suspension yeah And the drive button. shaft yeah and, it, and it <laughs> we're, we're just randomly like spouting mechanical words. <laughs> yeah. well, you need yeah. a new Johnson
1: yeah. rod. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I, don't,
0: I, I don't know what he broke. He broke something on the back. It of
1: was car. it was suspension related because you could see it was the right suspension. Uh,
0: but this it, it affected his drive essentially. So it was like oh, some could, transmission he, issue. Like his engine was just he lost power. So.
1: He lost yeah he and I mean the mechanics I think or the team was considering trying to change it by uh, like to get him back in because he actually did put in a very good time that mm-hmm. would have gotten him over the line and into Q3 mm-hmm. or could have. But uh, unfortunately, no, he had to uh, retire from qualifying and it was, unfortunately it was, started it, 15th. Yeah,
0: it was, was it Q1? I, I remember it was like his time was good enough to go to the next section, but uh, there was like essentially no hope they're going to be able to fix his car, so. So that was, you know, that was a real disappointment for Max, and you could tell how annoyed he was. But I guess Ricardo and the two Ferraris and the two Mercs.
1: Ricardo had good pace.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was it was, it was extraordinary. Uh, yeah, man. so I think at the very the, la- the la- very last flyer, so Kimi actually interestingly had a, a shittier first attempt in Q3 than than his second attempt. Normally, it's the other way around. Like he does fairly well the first time around. And then the second time around, when you're really trying to beat all the other drivers, putting in your best lap, he, like, messes up third sector. But this time, he actually kind of messed up, I think, his first flyer. And so the second one, um, he actually did really well. Yeah. They and he was, him he was on provisional one. pole. And then Hamilton was coming up right behind him, beat him by a little bit. And then um, and then Vettel came in and slotted, like, basically divided the two.
1: Yeah. And I, like I think... They all have broke track records, too, as well., yeah. and starting with <clears throat> Botas uh. right. So
0: Hamilton was essentially uh, sixty milliseconds faster. Uh, than or sixty thousandths of a second faster than Vettel, and uh, Kimi was nine thousandths of a second slower than Vettel. So the the sixty nine milliseconds separated the top three. That's really really tight.
1: Yeah, exactly. And like Vettel said post qualifying, uh, that he goes <laughs> with that small of a margin. He goes, you think that you you have them anyway, right? It's that could be just the. F- the 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 slight touch of a a brake, the slight touch, uh, turn of a wheel. Yeah, when (laughs)
0: when you're that close, it's really almost a statistical noise, and it's usually down to like driver input. So I think, so he made a comment. He asked at the end of the race, his his race engineer told him he was P2, and he said, How much do we lose it by? And he was told, You know, 60 thousandths of a second. And then, you know, his, his, his reaction was bleeped out. And yeah. I think so. Initially, I thought like he was just pissed, but Sky Sports went did this whole segment before the race, saying that uh, you know why was Vettel so annoyed because he knew he had that three place grid penalty, and he wasn't going to be on pole anyway. So what does it matter? And you know, is it pride? But they were like, no, it's actually. And they played they played a a, a, a section of an interview that Vettel had after I believe after qualifying, where he essentially stated that. They decided to take the parts off the car that they had, the new parts that they got in Singapore. So they literally scrapped it and went back essentially to the way the car was in Belgium, which was the last time they won. And with that configuration, going back to the old car, they were only 60 milliseconds off of Mercedes. And so his reaction was like, essentially focused around the fact that they went backwards for a couple of races. (laughs) Yeah, I mean- So they just like- did, you know, it's undo, astounding. undo, undo. They returned to, to a save point from like three it, races ago and, it, it, and they're like competitive again. It's he was just pissed off. That, yeah.
1: That I, I don't understand. Like, wouldn't, correct me if I'm wrong, but if it didn't work at Singapore, I mean, wouldn't they go back like to say, okay, it didn't work this week. Let's go back, uh, you know? Right.
0: I, I was thinking that too. So why, why, One, one question I had, one question I had is you get new parts, you get new parts in Singapore. Okay. That's great. Don't you, try them in free practice one like get one of the drivers to go out with the old parts one of them with the new or get the same driver to go out with both in two different sessions and compare the two I know sometimes you can't the conditions are not conducive to doing that or like changing weather or whatever but you need you need to essentially test the new parts not like live testing you know just switch
1: yeah, I, I don't get it. I it, it's just it. it it's
0: shocking that they wouldn't have tried this after Singapore. Like, yeah. okay, it wasn't so good. Let's let's focus in the practice sessions in Suzuka, and compare the two. Yeah, and let's but just I,
1: I, do this over practice sessions. And I don't and know.
0: Is I don't know if it's a cost thing, if it's a scale thing. Maybe they maybe they.
1: Costing couldn't be an maybe issue they were Ferrari's really, got the biggest budget. Well,
0: but they but they do have limitations on spending and lim, and like regulations about how much testing you can do and um, for fairness for the smaller teams, etc. So I don't think it's as unlimited as it used to be. So maybe they were just like, okay, we've we've put a lot of work and invested a lot in these new parts. We're going to go with them, and it wasn't until they really stank up the track for two races where they were admitting, okay. Maybe we got it wrong. Let's just take a gamble and go back to the way it was in Belgium.
1: And I mean, like, it just, I, I just don't, it, it's just the philosophy. I mean, if you've got something that's working, don't fix something that ain't broke, that old saying. I, I just don't get why, if they had the new part, if the car was working well, why not just tweak what you already got instead of trying to develop something this late in the game, in the season, in regards to a championship context and constructors? Mercedes is in front mm-hmm. and they're like this they still can win the constructors, but only by a thread. So it's like why yeah, are yeah. this late in the game?
0: Well, I think it's just it's the general Formula One competition, like the fear that your competitors are going to bring in new parts, so you can't just rest on your laurels. You need to keep continuing to develop your car. But the, uh, the thing that's shocking for me is they, that there isn't some sort of provision to test the parts against each other. If this is really what's happening, and it sounds like Vettel is really pissed about this, I, I don't understand how they're not able to get it right. You know, just... Come with a strategy and test your part. I mean, there's got to be some logistics of this that I don't understand.
1: Well, there's something that we're not. There's, there's something that we're missing. In yeah, terms because of why would you?
0: Why would you race for two races with parts that make you slower? You need to have some kind of comparison. That point. was
1: super uncompetitive. Like, yeah. they were.
0: I mean, they took giant steps back essentially.
1: Yeah, and we were, we were like, what's, what's happening? Like, is this, is it already? Other- yeah. So, so the thing
0: that's uh, that's a bit unfortunate is like maybe this race isn't so much about Ferrari coming back. It's about them actually retracing their steps because they went down the wrong path and now they're going back. And so they're still kind of technically behind because they haven't really developed since spot.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, and like I said, had they just tweaked what they already had? I mean, I I get what you're saying. It's like to continually develop, but it's like they got a little too ambitious uh, and they were, it's like they wanted to make leaps and bounds above Mercedes yeah, instead of trying probably, to tweak the, yeah. the, the system that they already had, right, which right. was no, winning. I,
0: okay, so I, understand, I agree with you on that. I think they kind of overreached, and, but we've seen this all season, even in terms of their sort of reactionary strategies and stuff. They're, they're, they're letting Mercedes almost call the shots. They're just trying to stay one step ahead of them and not, doing their own, not following their own path or their own plan. They're just trying to do anything possible to stay ahead.
1: Yeah, it's it's like Mercedes is the cool kid at fucking school, and they're like, "What are you doing, Mercedes? Can I come too? Can yeah, I can yeah. I join?" <laughs> like, it, it's 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 a little embarrassing, but yeah. uh, I mean, it's it's I I think that it's severely, you can't say cost uh Vettel the championship because the championship hasn't been won, but it's severely curtailed his chances of uh, fighting for it, and. I mean,
0: yeah, we're we're talking about the last two races, not about this race. I mean, they they didn't they almost didn't put a foot wrong this race.
1: Yeah, well, we we know. I mean, that was Mister uh, Inaki. We have uh, finally we got the name of the Ferrari delivery uh, <laughs> the, the, the,
0: home pizza deli- the, the pizza boy the
1: pizza yeah, boy the strategist the race strategist. Yeah, uh, I don't even
0: I've never even heard that name before. I was pretty shocked. I mean, they showed a guy that looked pretty Italian, and his name was. Sounded Japanese first yeah. name, but uh, whatever. He um, he did make the right call. <laughs> he did, today, he, yeah. which is I don't know, was it the right call? Did they get lucky. I mean, I think it's it's well, a combination it was, of both. Maybe it was the right call because we all thought for sure we're getting a bit ahead of ourselves. Yeah. So let's just let's finish the wrap up of Quali. Um, well, I guess we've talked about the positions, but Vettel had a penalty, so he would he qualified in second, and he was going to but can we be hold, fifth.
1: Hold on, there. His penalty was. Would you agree? Yeah. The stupidity, like stupidity, it was. It was, yeah, it was.
0: It was more. Yeah. So I didn't watch. I don't know which practice session it was. Was it fb two or something? Well, we have so jobs. They, they, we can't watch Formula <laughs> One all day. Right. <laughs> so um, it was the session was red flagged, and uh, Vettel came into the pits a little too fast, and I, I believe there's. It's just like being in a yellow flag situation that you're supposed to put it on a certain speed limiter and he was a little too aggressive, I don't know, coming into the pits, uh, and he got a penalty for that. And I believe most of the drivers are kind of in support that that rule is a little too stringent, and it, you know, it, sh- it should sort of be benefit of the doubt if, it, uh, if you're in a situation where you're not actually causing um, it, risk to other drivers as no one around you are just trying to get in the pits because the session's over it seems the, a little bit harsh to me I
1: know but the I mean the FIA only inputs a a rule when there has been a safety issue previously so they've yeah. got their rules are okay. there because yeah. of uh, an incident that has already previous happened that's what they do the, an incident happens and they then construct and develop a, a rule to curtail that so I mean you know yeah it can be perceived as a bit harsh but It it just shows his mental, uh, fading that he has. It's just like, he's not there 100% focused. he
0: He makes exactly, he makes mistakes that he doesn't need to make, especially at this stage of the game. Yeah. That was a, that was a terrible mistake because he needed to win this race. He needed to clear, basically finish in front of, uh, of Lewis as, as, you know, as far as he could. And. He didn't even get pole. But even if he had gotten pole, a three-place grid penalty will drop you to fourth, and that's like not good.
1: It, it's not. It, it's disastrous. And like, I I, I think, had Hamilton, uh, sorry, sorry, had Vettel started on the front row with Hamilton, Hamilton had a lot more to lose this race than Vettel. So the pressure would have been insurmountable on, on Hamilton, therefore giving Vettel somewhat of a opportunistic shot. Mm, I, I don't know if
0: I totally... I actually think that almost the opposite. Like, Hamilton uh, could afford to play, play it calmly, and if Vettel wanted to take unnecessary risks, Hamilton. I, I think Hamilton could allow it to happen. I mean, if Vettel and Hamilton both crashed out, doesn't help Vettel at all.
1: No, it doesn't, but I, I think we saw Hamilton we've slightly seen, erratic today in, in racing. Well, okay, so we have seen
0: the- let's just talk, we've seen Vettel uh, tussle with other drivers this year, especially the second half of the season, and it seems that whenever Vettel has some sort of run-in with another driver, he's the one that comes out the worst.
1: Yeah, well, it's and he's like the spin king at the moment,
0: yes, yeah. <laughs> like
1: he is the spin king. Uh, it's true, it's yeah. true.
0: He should be like a donut delivery boy,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, yeah,
0: it's almost appalling. So, that was his first big mistake, but he did qualify, he had a really good run in quality and was P2, barely missed out on pole. But he dropped to fifth, and he actually had a he had a pretty decent start, I believe.
1: Yeah, the wheels on Vettel car go round and round, round, because that's that's all he's been doing. So, lately. so what happened
0: like after the start? Um, so we can jump ahead of the race now. I mean, I think there's not that much more interesting to say about Quali. It was really rainy in the practice sessions, so all of the yeah all the teams didn't really know what to do with the tires, and you know they didn't have enough data, so it was a little bit up up and down. I was very pleased to see. Ferrari and Mercedes so close that was a really that would, that you know that bode well for the race.
1: Should we move on to the first corner? Uh, so let's
0: talk about the actual yeah. Let's talk about the start of the race because this uh, was a start, huge start. So okay, let's let's talk about. What happened in the race? So let's let's talk about the the actual race start positions first.
1: Yeah, the first corner, which uh, was, yeah, it was, was it was a big.
0: It was one of the greatest starts that we've the greatest starts that we've seen this year Wasn't in terms it? of it was action. Yeah,
1: f- fucking fantastic! I love. I mean,
0: it. I remember Belgium was similar. Um, there was a lot of crazy stuff happening at the beginning and Monza was pretty good too. But this Um, had
1: more weight because of what it's, uh, what, what, yeah, the, the, the 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 import, yeah, yeah, the impact of all this stuff. The impact of it. So we
0: had, we had Hamilton starting on pole and Raikkonen was alongside on the dirty side and, uh, but right behind him, right, right behind him in third was, uh, was Bottas. And then I believe it was Danny... Danny yeah. Rick, yeah.
1: And then Vettel with his uh, penalty. Yeah, and Vettel, who
0: play. should have been second uh, with his th- three-place grid penalty, started in fifth.
1: Yeah, and then, f- you know... And then Alcon,
0: Hulkenberg. Grosjean, Leclerc, Leclerc, yeah. and Perez. Uh
1: Perez. And then we remember we had Verstappen actually in 18th.
0: Yeah, he started basically, well, not quite dead last, but really, really far back. <laughs> yeah. Um, I uh, We didn't even really... It was crazy. They didn't even follow him or show him or do anything. And then all of a sudden he was like right up in there with everyone.
1: Yeah. I mean, we kind of like knew that Verstappen's done, Verstappen's done this like this rodeo or this, it's like a movie yeah, and it was just like, like the same movie, but with like a different or the same actor, but like different movie. Just,
0: yeah. Just slicing through the midfield like he's a cheese knife.
1: Like, yeah. Just, it was like, we knew that he was going to like pop up at some point and we oh, there's Verstappen. Um, I mean,
0: I think the first time I saw him, I thought it was Ricardo.
1: Yeah, because he just—I don't know—he it's not a bad skill to have to be able to slice through the field like a butter knife and get through. You know, I, I wonder if Perez it's and I, Cop wonder, on.
0: I wonder. if it's because of the aerodynamic performance of the Red Bull that makes it a little bit easier to follow. Maybe it could. Maybe yeah. maybe they do a little bit better in the wake of another car in the in the, in the, in the dirt in the dirty air. I don't. I don't really understand because they certainly don't have a horsepower advantage, but he really is able to like just, just tear through the field.
1: It seems like Ferrari and Red Bull are able to tear a bit better than Mercedes.
0: Well, we've seen I've seen Hamilton do it a couple of but times. But Hamilton's
1: a different breed of a human. I think That's he's true. like part be, cyborg be, or something. He
0: may, he's probably or, you know out driving that car in terms of you know that application. Yeah, he's driving so, the wheels off that. Merc. So let's let's rewind a bit. Okay, we 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 mentioned that Max really got all made up a lot of places at the beginning and was really tearing through the field. But here's the thing: they put they put Räikkönen on the Ultrasoft. so he did his time. I guess he did, yeah, so he must have, uh, in Q2, went on the Ultrasoft. It must have been part of their strategy from the beginning. For whatever reason, they put him on the Ultrasoft. And because he was on the Ultrasoft, he had an advantage slash disadvantage compared to all the other drivers. The the, the hope was that he was going to start the race, and because he was on the Ultras, unlike anyone around him at the front, he would be able to get an amazing start and get in front of Hamilton.
1: Exactly, and and, the, uh, and that would help
0: Vettel's chances because he would hold Hamilton up, cause a little bit of mayhem there, and give Vettel a chance to you know catch up and maybe pass.
1: Exactly. So the the strategy was with obviously with Vettel in mind, but he had Raikkonen had some blistering pace uh, once he overtook Hamilton. He. Hamilton was n- yeah. nowhere near being able well, to get well, up to him let, the time. Let's, let's
0: talk about that stuff. I can't remember how many races, but they keep they keep throwing it around that like uh, Kimi Raikkonen hasn't made up a place. He hasn't gained a place at the start of a race in like 30 something races or something ridiculous like that. Yeah. So everyone was saying, well, he's like the worst man for that job because he never ever does well at the start. But he was on ultras this time and maybe because he was starting in, uh, on a cleaner side of the track and... Uh, Verstappen was behind him, <laughs> so there was no way that he was going to get crashed out. <laughs> wow. But he, he um, it was actually quite impressive. Uh, it was touch and go. I mean, he had to. I saw a lot of swerving. It was um, really exciting. Uh, I mean, to watch. Hamilton was just sort of dart. He just sort of darted to the left. Kimmy had to go really like wide to the left, so he would have started on the on the right. And he, I think he he basically got past Lewis in the first corner, but, but then it Lewis didn't stick. Took it back. I don't know if he took it back, but it was, they were neck and like, it took about, so that was turn one and took another couple of turns for it, yeah. for it to solidify that. Okay. It didn't actually stick right away. Yeah. It was tough. I mean, that was, that was ballsy. Um, Hamilton defended, like defended as hard as he could. Kimmy just got a really good start. And, uh, as soon as he made it stick he had like he was like pulling away the ultras was so much better it
1: was almost like hamilton just knew that raikkonen was coming out for him because hamilton made like quite a distinct like swerve to the side like defending really hard but like
0: yeah that's what you're supposed to do when you're defending pole position isn't it
1: yeah i mean but it, it just looked like it was a little erratic it just looked like it was really i wouldn't
0: say erratic i would just say um uh, he, he put a lot of heart and soul into it like he was really trying not to lose the position
1: yeah it, it looked yeah I mean it, it was it would put me on the edge of my seat put it that way uh, but it was I mean it was uh, <clears throat> very good and then we had Alonzo and uh, Stroll at the back and uh, have a bit of a connect. Um, I think Stroll hit into the side of Alonso's car, yeah, he, and that he, caused like part of Alonso's car to like come out, which yeah. caused debris and. He,
0: he essentially he perforated uh, Alonso's car. Like it was pretty a pretty big impact.
1: Yeah, much to my happiness, it was uh, <laughs> it was good, and <laughs> well, Stroll got it, a drive-through we, penalty for that, rightly so. Uh, it wasn't it it, it wasn't really. Alonso's uh, fold and Stroll was being quite quite aggressive, but it made me happy.
0: Yeah, I mean that was really there was, so there, that was the action sort sort of happening towards the back of the field at the start, and the action at the front was Kimi getting ahead of Lewis and making it stick, and then everything was kind of it kind of stabilized. For
1: and a the line. Vettel and if you're forgetting the Vettel spin out, uh, Ricardo and Vettel.
0: Well, that was that was a little was that like lap two. It might have been the no, second No, I think lap. that,
1: I, th- uh, uh, I don't know. It was at lap one or two, but. Um, so
0: that was also interesting because Vettel was trying to pass Ricardo and make up as much as he could. And Ricardo obviously is a racer and didn't want to let that happen. But it, he actually did get passed and then Ricardo kind of got up uh, alongside him again and was trying to take the position back and
1: again just touched the wheel and again Vettel just spun like and it, I was and at that point in time I my heart completely dashed because I was like ah oh, shit it, it could be there a ret- goes the championship. It, it could be a retire it could be anything and he quickly spun his car around and uh, and then started racing. again. it didn't look like his car was affected at all. Um, yeah, and neither then it was like, again, th- Vettel he, now has to started, make his way back up.
0: He was basically in 14th, I think, after that tussle.
1: Yeah, he, he dropped down quite a fair bit. And it just seems like that's he, he's forgotten how to do hand-to-hand combats.
0: Yeah, he, he's, he does a lot of overtakes when he's slicing through the field because he's made a mistake in an overtake. I mean, that seems to be the pattern. He does something stupid, something happens, he falls back and then he dr- you know, drive of his life kind of thing to try and get back up as far as he can. It's Same like, thing this race, but it's like how, many lost times, his patience. how many times patients, how many, exactly. It's like, he's, it's like he, he's become Max Verstappen.
1: Yeah. It, it just seems like <laughs> it just seems the, 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 the poise and the grace uh, yeah. that he has is, is just gone. I, you know, I don't think he, you know, possesses grace i don't think he wants grace i don't even think he says grace <laughs>
0: <laughs> good analysis of, of vettel's state of mind right now
1: yeah it just it just seems like it, i mean i don't know you remember him in in the red bull days he was able to have hand-to-hand combat and he was it was good and
0: well he he, he was able to do that this season too i mean he remember what he did with uh with lewis at the start on the, the first lap at uh, in belgium at spa and he's actually pulled off a lot of these like right before the safety car comes out, after the incident, but before the safety car. He did it in Singapore as well, I think. Just, like, gets a pass done right before, and he's able to do it, like, cleanly, and he's able to do it at the front. But uh, it seems that more often than not lately when he's in a situation where he's trying to overtake a driver and it's for the lead or in the top, you know, three or four positions. But I don't think it's he He been just been gets it wrong.
1: No, I don't think it's been for the lead. I think it's just for him cuz he hasn't been on pole for quite a few races. <laughs> yeah, not
0: well, not necessarily the lead, but um towards the front of the pack, you know. Yeah. It's it's for it's for track position at the front. It matters is what I'm saying. He's not like he's not um outmatching, you know, a backmarker's car or not even a backmarker, but like a midfield. It's not really fair if you put a Vettel up against, you know, brendan hartley that's not really an overtake no it's not
1: i mean he must be hopped up on on sugar or some fucking shit because (laughs) he he's just going too too crazy it's just yeah he's he's lost the patience Uh, yeah
0: and that's the exactly that's how i feel he 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 tried to overtake max at suzuka at a place where like in a corner that really didn't make any sense it was spoon i believe yeah he was going down the inside or something and he just keeps doing this, uh, t- trying to take these corners where, like, I don't think he can even make the racing line the way that he's doing it.
1: But we could be reading it wrong. Maybe is it, I mean, is when it we patience saw that, or arrogance? Does he think no, that he I don't he think can- it's arrogance. I think he's desperate.
0: And he's also, he's he's so desperate to do this that he is unable to actually sort of uh, wait tactically for the right time to do it. And, like, the by comparison, we look at the way Hamilton was in Monza Uh, where he was stalking Raikkonen for almost the entire race. Yeah. Just waiting for the perfect opportunity where he felt he had a really good chance of making it stick. And Vettel is essentially like, you know, he's almost, uh, he's almost, um, mathematically, you know, eliminated from, from the, from the title fight. So he's just doing everything he can, but like, just wait, just wait.
1: Yeah. It's like, he's a rookie. It's like, he's a rookie again. It's like, he's in his rookie year. It's like, okay. Young pre boot pubescent metal
0: so he so he spun and then he rejoined and of course he's got an uphill battle but the interesting thing thing was um his hopes were basically pinned on on Kimi you know taking points away from Hamilton like if Kimi hadn't won this race which I don't think we've even mentioned yet that Kimi won this race if he hadn't won this race it would be game over
1: yeah exactly and I mean just to point out quickly, um, moving forward, like in in terms of the race, is that after Ricardo, uh, you know, oh sorry, Vettel wasn't able to make that move stick. Poor Ricardo had uh, a, another power failure.
0: Yeah, that's true. Uh, that was shortly after. And that Very
1: was, shortly, I would say a lap or half a lap. Yeah, probably.
0: that was that was heartbreaking. I mean, he was so he he's so into this into this race and this track and and Austin and. He's been, he even grew a really, really gross mustache for this race. I don't know if you saw that, but (laughs) it was like, it (laughs) looked like a 13. I mean, I had a mustache that was better than that when I was 11.
1: Look like a weird Australian, Italian fucking like, yeah. I don't know, Giancarlo cowboy that's, <laughs> so, that's whipping pizza and shit. Yeah, he,
0: he looked pretty ridiculous, but he's, he looks so happy. He did. And like and, that and, smile, that effervescent yeah. smile that he has. I mean, he loves this track and he really wanted to, you know, put on a good show. And God, that guy, that guy has had the worst luck. Ever since he announced that he was going to run, it. yeah, it just seems like whenever uh, he's been think- able to p- put like a decent qualifying in, yeah.
1: and he's like, "All right, I'm, f- you know, I'm, I've qualified fourth or I've qualified fifth, I can at least see what I can do." And you know, to put this in, like when you take out a Ricardo or a Verstappen, uh, it really it, it puts it to like a four way race, and it it can really make uh, Hamilton's life easier. So like when we have that, it also takes away from, um, the, the complexities of a, of a championship race, because it would have been interesting to see what Ricardo could have done today. Right. From starting from fifth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was, I mean, I'm bummed out cause I really like Ricardo, but I also really, I'm curious as to what would have happened. I mean, basically Max had a fantastic race. He ended up, you know, second what would have happened yeah. if Ricardo had stayed in the race? Yeah. I mean, he had he had good pace. He had great
1: pace. He he has a track that suits him. And I mean,
0: we we saw this. So we talked about this last podcast. How the emotions are kind of coming out, and he's clearly just so frustrated. You know, when he was when he yelled "fuck it" to his helmet after his car uh, didn't make it through Quali uh, in Suzuka, and so he starts the race with a decent position. Goes wheel-to-wheel with Vettel, seems to survive that, and then just, like, loses... I'm not sure if they even said what happened to his car.
1: Yeah, I mean... Horner said... I mean, Horner uh, said he's going he, to have a word with his future employers. He should have a word with his future employer about this. But, I mean, do you That's think That's Horner's that it's a favorite Renault? line.
0: That's Horner's favorite line, oh, like, the last five, five yeah. races, it's, it's, He's always making little snarky jo- jokes about how Ricardo needs to go and speak to his future boss, Zero. He never
1: misses an opportunity to slag down Renault. I mean, but what do you think, Keon? Do you think it's a Renault or a Red Bull issue?
0: Well, people were saying that some of the issues... Um, are about the application of the Renault engine to Red Bull and, like, something, if it's a gearbox problem, it's, it's Red Bull's fault, or if it's, like, an electronics problem. But I don't know. I mean, I don't think Horner would come out and, and point the finger at Renault, even sort of, like, casually in an interview with Sky Sports, uh, say something like that if it wasn't actually, if they didn't actually believe it was the engine that failed, not some part that Red Bull was responsible for.
1: Yeah, I mean it's uh it, well it makes it makes for an interesting next year anyway and I, I, I like you said uh, earlier before earlier in the day that is I bet he can't wait to go to that Renault Yeah, factory. so
0: we were actually we were talking after the announcement it was almost like he was having bad luck but Max was doing really well and um, and Renault was just like really really stinking uh, and then Toro Rosso seemed to be doing a little bit better so all of a sudden it seemed like ricardo made the wrong choice i mean but Renault didn't finish too badly they sixth and seventh today so they
1: had a good day out on on the track Um, all
0: i'm saying is i think despite well despite the short-term pain and all of these recent races that he's been having with red bull and the fact that he hasn't really been able to showcase his talent i think he's probably feeling better now than he did originally after that announcement because i think it was a few oh shit moments like Wait a second. Renault is really not doing well, and Red Bull, Max is you know making the podium and winning yeah. races, and like what the hell is going on? Oh, I really fucked up. But now I think he's probably like can't wait to get out of there. I
1: mean, people are also forgetting that like as good as uh, they have a, a package in terms of like strategy, aero, team principle in terms of with Red Bull, they're partnering up with an engine supplier that. It will, it, it's going to take a bit of like ironing out to to get some of the creases out. It's not like Red Bull aren't going to be a championship winning car next year. So I hope Verstappen, my boy, is uh, a little prepared for some a little bit of heartache because I, I think Renault are uh, in a better position to improve their car. And I think if anyone's going to drop off, it, it could be Red Bull and it could, I won't say that it's going to be a dramatic drop off, but. I mean, look what happened with McLaren and Honda. I mean, I don't think that's going to repeat. But I, I think that there's going to be uh, a little, a little stage, a little, pa- a little pain. I uh, sorry, a little stage of, of pain uh, mm. in regards to the to the new partnership. So,
0: yeah, it's it's not going to be smooth sailing. But I think at least he's starting fresh, and hopefully the Renault engine problems are not going to follow him next year. I mean, they're going to have maybe not a new spec engine, but something about what they're doing. I mean, to go back to your point, at Red Bull with that engine seems to be fishy because Renault don't seem to be having these engine shutdown problems. No,
1: they they don't. It doesn't seem like they're and traditionally, Red Bulls unless they're getting like you being, know, like they have had electronic problems anyway and power failures. Yeah, is that, that, that's, is that, that is true. That is true. That that's been a, a pattern, kind of like. Ferrari uh, not delivering pizzas properly. <laughs> it, it, it's been like a theme within the team. Each team has their own shoddy league.
0: electronics. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, like, uh, but you're right, Keon. Like, Renault doesn't seem to have be having these issues. So, I mean, and they finished sixth and seventh today. They had uh, some yeah, solid drives.
0: It's funny. I, I mean, this race, everyone was glued to their seats looking at what was happening at the front. And sixth and seventh is pretty good for Renault. I mean, um, compared to like the recent, you know, a uh, bunch of races that they've had. This is a pretty good result for them.
1: Oh, it's excellent, yeah. And I mean, you know, it shows that they're at the top of the of the midfield. So, and if- and,
0: and I mean, Akon. Uh, so the first Force India was Akon was seventh, and I believe Perez was two places behind in ninth. So they were like they they soundly beat Force India this race, which is not has not been happening a lot lately.
1: No, so no. And you would say, would you agree that Force India is is like the team of the midfield to beat?
0: It it is now, yeah. Yeah, right.
1: So, so yeah, That, I mean, that it wasn't was...
0: always the case, but they've had a really good second half of the season.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, can we talk about what happened with the alleged feign move that Raikkonen and Ferrari did?
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm really. <laughs> I thought it was brilliant when I saw it. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was like so cool uh, of Kimi to do that, and like so clever. But the more, I don't know, the more we thought about it and discussed it, it seems like what Mercedes told Hamilton was he needed to do the opposite of what Kimmy does. (laughs) Yeah. And and so didn't he basically still end up doing the opposite?
1: Exactly. It just seemed like Ferrari's like, oh, it's like they accidentally found a pot of gold. And like, okay,
0: yeah. Well, because I mean, I think there was enough gap between them. It was like 1.2 seconds or something that uh, if Kimmy had gone in, Hamilton would have stayed out. If Kimmy had stayed out, Hamilton would go in. So what happened was Kimmy almost went in. But then remained out, and like it didn't really matter because Hamilton basically just was like, "Oh, he's staying, he's staying on, so I'm coming in." Yeah, it just, and the other thing was you 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 actually pointed this out. Um, the the Ferrari pit crew were not ready to receive Kimi anyway, so what the hell?
1: Yeah, exactly. I I think Mercedes for one, and I mean these these were this was Martin Brundle and uh, yeah, Lord Voldemort, was, aka <laughs> Paul Drested. <laughs> they were the ones saying that. Uh, you know, Raikkonen feigned a a move into the pits, but that was bullshit because Mercedes stick to their strategy. They're, they're confident in their strategy. Why would they be reactionary to, to Ferrari? It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter if Kimi uh, wins a race All all Hamilton needed today was to beat Vettel by eight points. So like it it wasn't like, why do they give a shit? What happens to let Raikkonen win? So it, it's uh yeah I'm gonna have a chat to Mr. Brundle. And,
0: uh, <laughs> well, no, there must have been some reason for that. Um, and uh, and th- cool it is shit. technically, it is advantageous to know what the what the other guy is doing, especially if you're. I think Hamilton was on a different type of tire strategy at the time already because this was this was actually the first this was Kimmy's first pit, and so they all knew that Kimmy was going to pit early, right? Yeah, he was expected to pit early, and then so sort of kind of like. Um, they kind of shifted it around and I think they were, um, I'm not really sure how all of the, you know, tire projections, uh, you know, pan out, but they believed that if Hamilton came in and Kimmy stayed out, Kimmy's performance de- degradation would be enough that Hamilton would be able to come out on fresh rubber and like, even on a two stopper, be able to, you know, jump him after the second stop or something. But it
1: wasn't the case, was it?
0: No, it most definitely wasn't. So when we saw that happen, we were like, oh, Ferrari pizza strikes again.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, but they, I mean, they I finally mean, delivered the fucking pizza <laughs> and, uh, Inaki yeah. fucking came with the pizza and yeah, said, well, What's his is.
0: last name? Inaki Rueda or something? Rueda, yeah. yeah. We haven't seen a good Ferrari strategy call in a very, very long time. No, and...
1: I mean, we were both, war- we were both like kind of, we didn't know what to think, did we, Keon? It was like...
0: No, we were, I mean, we were actually sort of, I think we assumed that Ferrari had made a huge blunder and I was almost livid. I was like, I can't believe they f- they fucking lost the race for Kimi again. They messed up. And we just saw Hamilton it was like really, really quick. And then we heard Ferrari say, we think Hamilton's on a two-stop strategy. And I kept thinking, what? what? Like why? No one else... No one else is too stopping. How do they know this? They probably got it wrong. And so for most of the race, we're sitting there going, just praying. I mean, praying for Hamilton to stop another time. And, you know, it happened.
1: Yeah. And I mean, that they showed, they did shit. Did you see the, remember seeing the shot with a River Bene over with Naki and yeah, talking yeah, to yeah. him? So I bet that must have been a tense conversation because like, that's true. it was, that's, uh, not only is that you ricons. thought you thought
0: that you thought that Arriba Bene was just giving him like serious shit, like he was in real trouble. <laughs> yeah, it did not look like a pleasant chat.
1: No, like, Arriba Bene looked really angry, and uh, it, they weren't
0: they weren't like sipping their espresso. No. They were uh, and
1: eating cannolis. They yeah. were, yeah. It, it, but uh, like you said, it, it paid off, uh, and. Hamilton ended up getting stuck behind Raikkonen and Right. And, and so, that, couldn't was, get so that was the so that was
0: that was that was the brilliant part of it. It yeah. was Kimi was holding Hamilton up. And they were saying that, you know, Hamilton was much faster at that point. And they were projecting at the end of that that when Kimi came in that he had essentially lost Hamilton like cost Hamilton 8 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Like And that was and that's kind of what won the the race it did it really did. it was that strategy and Kimi's ability to keep Hamilton behind and that was touch and go because there were times was. where it was like holy shit Hamilton is gonna get by and Kimi was able to make his car just wide enough yeah
1: and I mean it, it reminded
0: me a lot like a couple of Bottas's uh, defensive drives lately but better
1: yeah it just seemed like I, I was uh I was happy first of all that they had gotten strategy kinda of correct and then even though that was a very big gamble, but then it was like, Oh, can he now defend against one of the most complete drivers of 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 the of our generation, essentially? Mm-hmm. And and he did. He handled it so well, like the fucking Iceman that he is, and he the Iceman iced uh, Hamilton's <laughs> title for a week, and it, it was a great drive. Yeah, it, was, it, it, was, it great. was
0: great, and also the fact that he okay, he slowed him down to the point where I think it was, made it possible for Kimmy to still to actually win this race. But the other thing that he did was he cost Hamilton. So much tire performance. I mean, Hamilton's tires took a real beating in that well, little stint.
1: Yeah, that little stint where Hamilton was really it's, trying it's to like overtake. His, his
0: fresh rubber was neutralized. Oh basically. yeah,
1: completely. He burnt, and it was it was like. And he
0: was he, blistered pretty hardcore.
1: Oh, pretty hard. Yeah, it was ridiculous because he he made some aggressive. Uh, I, mean, aggressive I mean, I mean, I wonder if he was, I wonder
0: if he was actually on a two stopper or he ended up having to do that because of that little. That's a good point. Incident, you know. Yeah, I mean, because when we look at his when we look we at his know. his tire. Um, he, he did 11 laps in the super soft and the red tires and then 26 laps in the softs and then 19 laps in his th- uh, third pair of tires, which were also softs. So I wonder if, it, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he could have gone 40, whatever, 45 laps.
1: Hamilton, no way. Not today. He, yeah, so I, I guess I guess it
0: was, yeah. Yeah, but it was definitely that little battle of, of Kimi keeping Hamilton behind him. That, that won him the race. I mean, that and his brilliant start.
1: Yeah, and then... Uh-
0: <laughs> so, I mean, like... Basically, he Kimmy won this race, and and it was his first victory in what's the status 113 races. Yeah, I think it was two thousand something days since uh, Australia 2013.
1: 2013, that's it. Yeah, and, and he's the he. I don't
0: think he's the oldest driver to win an F1 race. I think Nigel Mansell still has that. Uh, but Kimmy's 39, I believe, or like a few days away it from being definitely 39.
1: puts him in like the top five yeah. oldest, or at least the top three. I mean, we don't know.
0: So it's been a really long time coming. But the the thing is, you can't. Can't say okay well whatever he qualified on pole so he won the race on Saturday because he didn't qualify in pole and it's not that kind of track and you can't say that oh he benefited from this retirement in front of him or someone's stopping go penalty Kimi basically qualified well enough to be third because of the grid penalty okay you can say that but he started second but he was only like nine milliseconds off and he got an amazing start really tricky start made it stick against Hamilton and when it really counted, made his tires last, and he was able to defend enough on Hamilton because he was at a strategic disadvantage.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He and was
0: able to neutralize, and you know what? It's it's fucking payback for Monza.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, <clears throat> it made you a very, very happy boy, Keon. And uh, yeah, I don't
0: yeah. think I've I don't think I've yelled so loud since. Well, definitely not since Monza, and I yeah. think I think definitely louder. But I was, I need to check my underwear a few times yeah. towards the end. There, I mean, I was I was a little worried they're uh you know i might i might have to do an extra load of laundry today yeah i I think i said for the last 10 laps i was like i don't know how how i'm gonna get through this
1: yeah it was uh it was big and i mean i want to talk about um the the star Uh, well the supporting actor but it depends on which way you look (laughs) at the race
0: it doesn't doesn't matter it doesn't matter what happened in the race you're always going to want to talk about him
1: yeah verstappen (laughs) it's driver of the day it's hard it depends like i said it depends on how you look at the context of the story if you're looking at from a pure race uh you're gonna say kimmy but if you're looking at it in terms of the championship you're gonna say max
0: i I don't even know if i would agree that uh, with that because like kimmy drove fantastically well and he completely deserved this victory and i would say keeping hamilton behind him was you know uh, really high skill level he just he kept him behind he did what he needed to do it was really tough against the world say, champion Kira, that was amazing but what it's max a 60/40 did 60
1: 40 strategy 40% Kimi. i think uh, Kimi won 60% strategy 40% him mm,
0: racing yeah well the strategy oh, obviously the strategy always play, plays a huge part but he i he think kemmy Kimi, well. deserved, Don't get Kimi drove really really well so i can't take that away from him but i i think i have to say for ha- for 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 max to start in 18th place and essentially Challenge for the win. I mean, he was within DRS range of Kimi a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, it was the a- only reason he <clears throat> wasn't able to do something was because Hamilton was in DRS range of him.
1: Yeah, I, I just want to talk about like Verstappen had uh, it. It I think even Horner uh, commented on the maturity of his race. He he had something go wrong in qualifying, and uh, you know he he pr- he didn't show too much uh, emotion. He started at 18th so he he sliced through that whole fucking midfield and then
0: oh yeah hit, his, had, his, had defense a his defense on hamilton his defense on hamilton was crazy yeah
1: good. so he he goes in and then he he was cool it, it, and i was we when we we're watching the race we were saying for, for the championship i mean hamilton must be so scared going holy fuck i've got to now overtake max like yeah that was shit, uh, just that is the is worst fucked.
0: possible predicament to be in i mean okay it's y- yeah. it's not terrible to be like in a position where you've got three or four races to clinch the championship and your nearest rival is still really far off and you have to DNF for him to actually win. So it was, you know, it's not terrible, but when you know that what stands between you and clinching the championship in this race is Max Verstappen, (laughs) that's got to be be the worst feeling. Like he would probably rather overtake Kimmy Raikkonen twice, like if there was a ghost car and the real Kimmy, he would he would rather overtake any driver on the field. And we both said than, that this, other than Max,
1: and we both said that this could actually turn out good for the championship because they could get into a tussle that fucking puts them both out yeah but, I, mean, I have to you say know like you know, you, did, don't, you don't want to ever stick. wish
0: you don't don't want to ever wish drivers to crash out no. obviously but it didn't but, stick it, it, like you Hamilton, know, in this case if it had happened it would have been like you know that's good it's good for the championship
1: yeah it, 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 but he he defended so maturely well
0: it's funny it's it's ironic that's that sky did that like uh, section where johnny herbert was with uh, was doing the hot laps with uh with Hamilton was coming up with hypothetical situations like this happens on this side, this happens on the other side. What do you do? Where do you go? And and, and Lewis was like, I go left because Max is on the right. Yeah, no one wants to be near Max. It's <laughs> no. like it's like it's like being in Mad Max and it's like spears and 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 weapons it's coming out and oil slicks coming out of the desert
1: wasteland car. of fucking for of, yeah you know, Formula One shit. Yeah, but
0: Verstappen's car is something that you don't want to be close to unless you absolutely have to.
1: But I mean, it was. He Like, he, Hamilton he, he, had a go yeah. at him a couple of times. Yeah, and he couldn't and, do it. And he, and he couldn't make it stick. And, and, he, and uh, he actually went, it, wide. He and went I, wide. Yeah, he went wide. And I was just like, okay, this was a combination of um, – verstappen's maturity coming to and then a bit of probably pressure mounting on hamilton that he, all that stood in his way was a a young 21 year old uh, dutchman yeah. and uh, he couldn't make it stick and yeah, he uh, couldn't make it happen and, uh, and uh, he wanted to, to. W-
0: he definitely wanted to but i'm I, it's, yeah it's but- good that you can't even say that he tried once and then backed off because he only had one shot they were uh, what was it, it was lap uh, lap Fifty-four of fifty-six. It was like the last two laps, I believe. Yeah. When he made that attempt, and I was just giggling like a you know like a schoolboy because uh, you know I knew I knew that um, Verstappen was going to threaten Raikkonen, and the only thing that was going to prevent that was Hamilton getting closer to Verstappen uh, or uh, catching Verstappen before Verstappen catches Kimi. And I knew that if they if those two fight, and and and, and Max has to defend. Yeah, I yeah, don't know who's gonna come out on top. I don't know what's gonna but happen, but whether Hamilton passes or not, they're both gonna lose time to Kimi, and, and Kimi's gonna win.
1: And I mean, uh, you know, Vettel and Bottas were having their little uh, their little spit, so it was kind of like the top three were doing their own. Oh yeah, let's thing. talk about Vettel. And like so, so Vettel did yeah. come
0: back. And, and it was tremendous to see him just just slice past Valtteri Bottas
1: yeah and i mean what happened like bottas his bottas not, not only
0: went wide but he like he pieces of his car broke come
1: off. off it's like fucking yeah. everything's going crazy It was it was amateur He's hour spotting dimes from fucking miles away <laughs> it's it, it, it just eating onions yeah it's yeah. uh It was ridiculous, and I just want to point out, I mean, let's just discuss, like, Bottas, what has happened to you? We've seen... Yeah, what's happened to that guy? We've seen a a bit of a mental fadeaway, considering he had to give up that race. Well, it's kind of like he's... he's, It's a
0: minus 20 morale, man. He hasn't recovered from the minus 20 morale.
1: And I think think Mercedes may have jumped the gun in uh, signing a contract extension. Yeah, well,
0: they didn't... The whole Ocon thing was supposedly a done deal. He had a deal... He had an option with McLaren and Renault, one of them was going to happen and then ricardo basically completely decimated the entire driver market by saying no i'm going to renault shut everything down everything was like mayhem after that but that's i mean toto wolf was like oh it's fine alcon has a drive for next year and you know he'll still be around he's still a mercedes driver or whatever but you know that didn't happen and they had already signed Valtteri for only like one year. Yeah, right? it's, it's, he can renew it, but he only only one year. But I yeah, I agree with you. I think they did it a little too soon.
1: Yeah, and I, I you know what? I think if I was Mercedes, I would uh, be se- seriously contemplating um, paying out his contract. To be honest, I I know he's not putting in. He, I, he's not wildly. Uh, crashing the car out and costing them money, but he's just not doing anything. And when you're, mi- when you're minus 20 morale, then you're making the whole team minus 20 morale. And like,
0: yeah. I don't know, do they... Well, I, I, I don't know if I completely agree because, okay, they, they screwed him over in Russia. However... And Putin he is, him. Yeah, yeah. He is... I mean, he's still driving. He's he's driving all right, and he did like basically he won Monza for Hamilton. He basically yeah gifted Hamilton with the win, or or, or you could say it was like, you know, he he set him up. It was an assist, you know. But and the thing it was, is, it was, that was really pivotal. So he's still <clears throat> he's doing his job. He's only but getting where he is because wonder, he's
1: in a Mercedes. Like yeah, I'd, that's
0: what I'm saying. You have to wonder what would Acon do. Yeah. And, and I mean, Alcon is, I mean, I know Alcon and Perez have tussled a lot, but I think Perez is kind of like a dirty driver and Alcon is just like, you know, hot blooded young guy and doesn't want to be shown up by his teammate. But I think out of those two, Alcon has been the more mature one in, in, oh, in any 100%. Tussles.
1: I mean, those little I tussles think, that yeah. they've had Perez has shown so I think his Al- dirty side. Right, um, so I
0: think Alcon would be a team player and but he would be just, he would be pushing Hamilton a little bit, but he would, you know, be delivering more results to Mercedes and, and like, Botas was nowhere.
1: Yeah, I just think Botas has faded into complete obscurity and I I don't and I just you know don't what? see I'm, I'm, he's got he hasn't I got a great see. personality no. and it, it's just a, what are you doing? I don't think he like Hamilton okay, he's the cool kid on the block but I, I don't know. It, it just seems like if I was Toto, I'd, I'd be signing him a check and going, you know what? Thank you for, uh, you know, assisting for years Hamilton. years of service, yeah. But, you know, here's a Pac-Man machine and go fucking retire and, and play that in, in, in Finland. Yeah,
0: <laughs> he's, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, he's a likable guy, but he's also not that likable because he has no personality. And I'm just, based on his performance the last couple of races, and for much of this year, I mean, he did... He did well in the first half of the season. It was very unlucky, but he's he should be doing better. He should be doing better in quality. Yeah, he, he should sh- be doing better in the race, and it's it's it's, it's just been he's very amateurish. Resting
1: on the laurels of that Mercedes car, and I don't like when a driver does has that ability yeah. to to be able to be on the in the top three or top four just because they're in a car that produces that, and uh, he doesn't do anything exciting. He doesn't defend well. He doesn't really overtake. Right, he did have a good weekend um, at at uh, in Russia. In Russia, yeah. but well, I mean, it was more than
0: good I mean yeah he, he it was a won. it was a
1: perfect weekend but I mean you can't
0: it, be having like one or two of those a season
1: yeah you, you got to be consistently just putting it on the line consistently mm-hmm. driving the wheels off it uh, I mean
0: let's, let's talk quickly about Raikkonen before this before this actual victory Um, in Monza he had the pole position so that was a really good performance and you know he won this race however he's actually been I think the statistic is he's been in the top six for every race this year
1: yeah no you're right i mean that is mr that consistent is incredibly right incredibly
0: consistent okay top six he's in a ferrari you would expect him to do better than top six like maybe top three or four but like he's had his bad races he's come in fifth or sixth place um bottas is not that consistent he's not basically delivering those kinds of results no, he's and, way too you know erratic
1: and i and i mean he you slice you put him at the back of the pack and i don't think he was able to to slice through as quickly as what verstappen and a vettel or a hamilton can do it just seems like he can still get himself up but he'll finish it like a sixth or a, or a fifth whereas like verstappen starting at 18th and putting himself in second on the podium so that's the difference that you're seeing with a driver is that when it when it turns to Bottas he's not able to put himself on the podium coming from the back and that's the testament of a good driver and that's the testament of a a great driver and in a way we've we've seen that
0: at all in a way we've seen I actually seen I see similarities between Bottas and Vettel in the sense of the way that they perform under pressure lately I, I I really feel that um Um, Vettel's uh, mistakes uh, when he's under pressure. He's under pressure in the sense of he's trailing in the championship. So he's really trying to get ahead. He's being impatient. He's making moves too early that, you know, too optimistic or whatever. And on the other side, it seems like Valtteri is coming under pressure from behind where it's like he's expected to stay ahead of someone, but his tires are already falling off and he's being someone's yeah, closing down I, on him, and in his defensive moves, he's making stupid uh, mistakes. Uh, yeah, and so I, I, I kind not, of see like a Vettel's making offensive mistakes, and um and and Bottas making defensive. I mistakes. I just
1: think Bottas just doesn't have it in him to be a, a great driver, and he's been given this opportunity, but yeah. unfortunately for Mercedes, I mean they've, they've given yeah uh, really given a one year extension definitely unfortunate. I mean
0: they may not but see it that way they may not see it that way because they have well they've got Hamilton and he's gonna almost definitely win his fifth driver's title this year. And then he's got two more years until the rule ch- until the regulation changes with Mercedes. So he's got a good shot at like one or two more championships. I definitely and, think he's gonna shut and up. And they're, one gonna more championship, a, they're gonna give him right? the car and he's the number one driver yeah. and that's fine. But like maybe they don't maybe they just don't care enough about the about the about the constructors championship or maybe um, because Ferrari hasn't been doing so well Lately, I don't know. It doesn't matter Mercedes so much. Mercedes care
1: about the constructors. Don't get let me. me wrong. Let me just okay. Let me they put care it this it. way:
0: Kimi, you know, notwithstanding his current, his recent form, Kimi Raikkonen is out anyway, so it doesn't even matter to talk about that. But we've got Leclerc and Vettel in the car next year, unless Leclerc really has trouble, like like struggles with the setup of the new car or something. The pressure, I don't know. I really don't see that happening. Um, Ferrari is very likely to have a really strong team next year with two drivers that can deliver. And I think Mercedes is at a real disadvantage because they've got one driver. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be getting gangbanged
1: by Vettel and yeah, Leclerc. Yeah, let, let's so not get like, ahead
0: of ourselves. So we haven't seen Leclerc actually But it could actually go wrong, right? Yeah. They,
1: they could fight to the point where, where they're just fucking, just, you know, they start next to each other and then just decide to fucking ram each other. It's so, true.
0: It could be like Rossberg and Hamilton. Yeah, yeah.
1: so we, we don't know. Um, but, I mean, it's a good point. It, it just seems like... Yeah, if Ferrari can get uh, a few things right, it seems like they've got a much stronger... It seems like they've got two people that can go for the championship if one of them has brain farts, like what's happening now, whereas, like, Raikkonen, uh, I mean, mathematically out, but, like... You know, Hamilton, it's like Bottas just never was even there this year. And yeah, he, he, yeah if you he he, can start well at the start of the year, that doesn't
0: turn up, yeah. Doesn't mean
1: shit. It's the second half after the summer break that shows the testament of a mental aptitude of a driver. And mm. that's where Hamilton has performed well. And yeah, okay, you can say that Bottas and had a, a decent few races at the start, but yeah. Hamilton it doesn't hasn't mean Hamilton's been shit. the only
0: one who's actually like really been able to show show that metal and, and like really perform the, under pressure yeah. we haven't seen anyone else really under pressure I, really I would say between
1: Raikkonen not uh, well, Raikkonen, giving a shit well Raikkonen well
0: <laughs> Raikkonen hasn't been okay so he's Valtteri, a world champion Valtteri so Valtteri has been in a few situations where he's cracked under the pressure and I don't recall Kimi have being in any of those like similar situations where he's under fire from someone behind him and he just can't hold him off. Like, I think Kimi's, Kimi's just, just like- He's ma- like
1: racing for Ferrari. He's like, you know what? Cool, whatever. He doesn't give a shit. He just, you know what, Vettel, you well, want to be sir- the number one driver. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. He doesn't fuck. give a shit right
0: now, that's for sure. He's
1: like gold jacket, green jacket. Who gives a shit. It's, <laughs> it's like Happy Gilmore. Like he doesn't yeah. care. He's like, whatever. I'm I'm racing for Ferrari. Vettel, you go off mm-hmm. and, and fucking try to win the championship because that's what you Want, I, mean, I mean,
0: thankfully, like, like their their goals are like basically coinciding right now. So Kimmy wants to win a race and he won this race and that really helped Vettel.
1: Yeah, well, lucky for Vettel.
0: I yeah, mean, I mean, yeah. like, do you do you think that if Vettel has somehow managed to work himself into like second place? Do you think that Kimi would let Vettel take the win? I mean, I think you... you
1: Good point. I don't uh, know. I, you, you see, because it's... I, okay, could, I, I would say... N- I
0: pictured it. I pictured yeah. it before the start of this race. After quali, I was like, wow, what if they're actually in a position and, like, Raikkonen does get by, Hamilton keeps him, because uh, backs backs Hamilton up a little bit, and then uh, Vettel basically slices past Bottas and is in a position where he's, like, coming up right behind, is able to pass Hamilton. Is Kimi going to pull over? A, I, I think he, I think you're supposed to. I, yeah, mean, that's I what, mean, that's what Ferrari To be does.
1: realistic, though, this was probably Kimi's but I don't last see, chance to win a, a race exactly, for that's, Ferrari. Exactly. That's rides. what I was
0: thinking. I was like, he's supposed to do that. But if he's in that situation, I can totally see Kimi going on the radio just like he did with Grosjean when he was at Lotus saying, fuck you, I'm not pulling over. I mean, and, I, I say, I tell you what would
1: if, uh, influence that decision, Kim, if uh, Kimi was racing for Ferrari next year.
0: Oh, absolutely, yeah, and I think yeah. that's the the reason that yeah. uh, that that I think that he would not do it. Just just like when when he was given orders to let like Grosjean pass, Lotus had not been paying him for like half a season. They weren't paying his performance bonuses, and he was literally almost going to go on strike and not show up for a race. So I think maybe it's not the situation isn't as dire, but Ferrari has not renewed him. Like, what the hell does he owe them?
1: Yeah, you know? nothing, nothing
0: at all. No. And I
1: mean, Riva Banet. You see, at the when Kimmy was on the podium, Ariva Bene gives him a bit of a wink, and we were discussing this earlier, right? That like Arriba Bene seems like to be towing the party lines, but re- you know, saying yeah. that it was his decision, and whatnot. But he yeah, really loves Kimmy, and we don't think that it was. I don't believe. I don't both believe both that it, was, it was him. No, I
0: don't believe it was Arriba Bene's... like, I don't believe it was entirely his decision. I don't think
1: he rubber fucking stamped it.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think that he had to do he had to make this decision. There were other forces or factors in play and like Marchione had already signaled his intent and people wanted to honor it. We'll never really know because the problem is because Maurizio came out and essentially said, no, it was my decision. And I think that's, I think that's BS. I think you say that because you have to say that. Yeah, I mean, one thing with Ferrari is
1: that you you say what they tell you yeah to say.
0: <laughs> and and your team principles so if you say that I didn't make the decision then who the fuck did yeah exactly right, right. I mean like he said oh well <laughs> I took this decision you know I and I cleared it with you know that the chairman and all like I, I doubt that I think this was a decision my committee and Maurizio was pretty frustrated because... And he just had to,
1: like yeah. you said, toe the party line, but like...
0: But he must be feeling like, I mean, all those uh, people must be feeling stupid now.
1: They must be feeling stupid because I think they can go, you know what? Let Leclerc one, is one still year, so young. Yeah. He's one still, more
0: year with Reckon and, and Battle. yeah.
1: Why let Leclerc crush, you know, because I, I bet you... I'll, I'll say this right now, Keon, for next season, that Leclerc will crash out four times
0: next year. Um, through driver error, just like unforced.
1: Unforced or mm. having a tussle. There'll be four times where he crashes out and, and, and wrecks T- a piece of the car. Tussle, and
0: tussle, I could see tussles, lots of tussles with Max, with Max for sure next year.
1: With Leclerc and Max? Yep. Yeah, yep. I mean... <laughs> it's 100%. Good. Yeah, but I would say at least four with Leclerc. And I... S- and why not? Why have him crash out see, Ferrari? I could see Leclerc when getting have, on the
0: radio saying uh, Max is and always will be uh, stupid.
1: <laughs> I mean, but why have him crash out expensive, expensive Ferrari parts? Let Leclerc just mold yeah. his game. Yeah, I mean, he's had a tremendous,
0: tremendous season, and he's doing so well, you can't say that he's not going to be learning. No. But I I know they wanted to, I mean, you know, how much of the decision was about putting Leclerc in the car? How much of the decision was about, like, rattling Vettel's cage? Who knows?
1: Yeah, I mean, but also the thing is, I mean, it it, it was like how Flavio brought in Schumacher. It's like he was told that uh, not to... Uh, Bringing Schumacher he's too young. Let him wait a couple of years. And Flavio was like, you know what? No, bring him in now. And, and that seems to be. The, well, they the, did
0: that with Kimi, Kimi too at it, uh, Sauber, and then Ron Dennis snapped him up after one year. So. Yeah, and it seems to be Similar. like let's
1: let's just get the drivers in at, at so young, but it's
0: fair. It's fair. I mean, like Kimi was towards the end of his career, and as much as I'm have uh, you know I'm a huge Kimi fan, and I hate to see him leave a top team. The decision was made before Monza. And so, before qualifying at Monza, so you know his, his return to form. Like he's been good this year, he's been consistent, but he hasn't had any really standout performances. And so now he's won a race, and he was on pole in Monza, and all of this happened after they made the decision. So I can kind of yeah. I can kind of see the point. But I tell
1: you one thing, Kion is that he is going to have a pivotal role if Vettel has any chance of. Uh, well, he, he
0: did today without, without Kimi. Yeah, there is no way. That and this, one other still alive. person.
1: And Verstappen. Yeah, yeah, of
0: course, of course. Both <laughs> both of the both the, the duo, the dynamic duo, uh, they often tussle with each other, but this time they didn't have to because no. uh, Hamilton got in the mix. But
1: but I must say, it was a pretty cool. I cool mean, day let's to- talk
0: about this. Like like Max, okay, Kimi basically did what a teammate's supposed to do, and he kept kept things alive by a thread. But Max came back from 18th place. That's just insane. Yeah, 18th, I- like who would have thought he could start at 18th and essentially prevent. Hamilton from winning the championship
1: yeah and not only that just not do anything erratic in the process and that's true
0: he, he did actually drive pretty he, pretty maturely
1: yeah it was very maturely and I think Christian Horner like I said on the radio like very very well done very mature ride it, it, you know drive it, mm-hmm. you know well it was just it was just good and it made me it just it just gave me the reinforced my idea about uh, about this kid and about he, how his um, you know he, how he's tracking in, in his development. And I mm-hmm. I think just with a, a half step back, maybe next year that you know this team that they're building around Max is uh, is definitely going to be something to watch. Um, Let,
0: let's let's talk about that uh, the uh, the little post um, the pre podium green room that they go in because yeah. uh, I thought that was like there was no there was no Vladimir Putin this time well so. do you want
1: to okay I'll say the first bit uh about with Verstappen and then you you <laughs> talk about what Raikkonen said yeah. it both it had to both incidents had to have both happen with Raikkonen and obviously mm. uh, so Verstappen was trying to talk to Raikkonen and ask him questions and Raikkonen and being him giving him <laughs> one word answer so <laughs> just go and ryagan is just like this little kid just like yeah. looking up at the at his fucking, like you know at his. it was it,
0: it was like he was signing an autograph or something, yeah. And Ruggins, he li- yeah, he Ruggins was like, just like,
1: giving him one word
0: answers, just, and- just bare like minimum politeness, yeah. <laughs> and,
1: uh, and Max was like,
0: and then this, and then that, and then this,
1: and was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was the first thing that was it was hilarious, hilarious just to
0: look at Max's face, and also made worse by the fact that Max was essentially wearing like a child's Halloween costume. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because yeah, like when like Ricardo a, Ricardo wore it, and like he looked you know really dejected when he got out of the car and like the whole Texas thing he had a special helmet Ricardo did and he loves all, he loves you know America and he loves being in Texas and all that stuff and Max just looks like super out of place like this yeah. tall gangly Dutch kid wearing like he's wearing going this to outfit. some fucking and cosplay event I swear to God he obviously looked, he
1: hasn't lost his virginity yet and
0: yeah he looks absolutely ridiculous and <laughs> yeah. awkward and it would just made him seem more childlike childish so when he was gushing and trying to talk to Kimmy, it just made me laugh so hard. That like Kimmy was literally just like, Kimmy's wearing his like extra large, as X X L race yeah. suit. He, he doesn't like tight fitting race suits. Yeah, like
1: a fucking onesie. He's yeah, and he like
0: he's like unzipped and he's just like leaning back and like not even looking at Max and just being like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. It was, that was that was amazing. Yeah, that was it a was highlight. pretty funny.
1: Uh, and
0: and the, and the second thing was, so then Hamilton joins them and, oh man, it was so funny. He uh, I don't know if Kimmy actually if this is true and Kimmy didn't know the results And that would be a totally Kimmy thing to do is like literally not give a shit about anyone else And not really follow what's going on and only pay attention to your own race Um, Or he knew the actual result and he was just trying to like get under Hamilton's skin In which case it would be a brilliant piece of you know post-race commentary, but he asked Hamilton, he was like so did you win the championship or what? <laughs>
1: yeah, and then
0: and Lewis was like, no. And
1: Hamilton's <laughs> reaction was just like he's no. like, he's like I, it was like I can't believe you're fucking asking me this, and it, it was it was just hilarious to watch. And Hamilton,
0: oh, I thought it was so brilliant. Like it, either way, it, if he meant to do it or he was just ignorant, like it was. Uh, it, was it was funny. Was brilliant. It was really good. <laughs> so did you win or not? But no. I
1: think uh, I think that wraps us up for today.
0: Yeah, it does. Uh, we've got new life breathed into this championship yeah and
1: it was pretty cool that uh both our favorite drivers had a, a yeah, big well, part to play yeah like a one-two a one-two essentially it was a one-two for Keon and Luke uh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that. yeah but we're we're um where are we next week
0: we're in Mexico
1: we're in Mexico and we're not in Mexico but no. maybe we'll go next year yeah and uh but
0: we will be commenting we on shall the race be, in and it's, g-
1: it's going to be good. Mexico City. Uh, the Mexicans are huge, huge Formula One fans. Uh, you know, and, uh,
0: honestly, all that needs to happen is for uh, it's not even like crashing out. Like Hamilton just needs to like have an engine failure. Yeah, that's
1: not going to happen.
0: Or a suspension failure, or a tire failure, something.
1: Yeah, I, I look. I, it's going to be. It's going to be good. It's. It's just, at least we we you know have another week uh, of excitement and. Look, we thought that this this championship was wrapped up when Vettel spun out with Ricardo, yeah, but yeah, it didn't absolutely. happen. Absolutely,
0: thanks to Max and to Kimi.
1: Yeah, but so we, uh, we'll be back next week. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks to all our fans. Um, we're on Twitter as well, so if you've got any comments, uh, feel free to add in and have a bit of a discussion and uh, we can try and answer any questions or have a discussion with you.
0: Yep, and we'll see you in one week's time.